Hey there, how you doing? On our play for this week, the bomb that dropped in the Microsoft Activision Blizzard case. We'll, we'll talk about that because it's crazy. Uh, mech fans rejoice from software drops a big gameplay trailer for Armor Core 6 with a surprise release date. PS5 selling much better than anyone could possibly imagine. It's crazy. And we've played Jedi Survivor. Is it the best Star Wars game to date? Should you pick it up or should you wait? All these answers and more on Season 7, Episode 17 of Press X to Start, Gamers Die. Jess. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. Ravens. Rejoice. We are about to jump into our cores. And it's going to be glorious. I am joined by Sean M.F. Ross. What the M.F. stand for? If you see me ever fighting in the forest with a grizzly bear. Help the bear. <laughs> <laughs> and who is that? Uh, Jordan, a.k.a. JX Spot, coming live from the swamps, the dredges of Microsoft at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, y'all y'all about to be live next week, man. It's all good. We the true test. shall see. <laughs> the test of Game Pass. The one thing about games and playing games that it's always gonna have a sense of humor because sometimes you just really need it to get by. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then last up but not least up. Hey everyone, it's me, Avery. Once again, we're recording this during my prime VCT time. So Sentinels fighting. Go Sentinels. Love it. I love yep. it. Look at that enthusiasm. Do you think they're gonna win? Do you want me to be honest? I okay. everyone, this is Avery Williams, the VCT corner. Sentinels drop tens to pick up Marv. So right now they're in a really interesting situation where they're five weeks into a nine-week league and they have only two wins. They've lost three times. They've got a brand new player, and now they're playing C9, who I thought was gonna be the worst team in the league, but is now the second best team in the league at four and one. Mm. So it's it, it's literally anyone's game. Marv is the best wow. controller player in the world. He could easily be the X Factor to beat Cloud9. That being said, I love Zekin, but he's not a god-tier jet. And that's him going up against Leaf. And that might be just a huge duelist gift right there. That's how you're here right there. That was my VCT corner. <laughs> well, I hope your team wins because, you know, wins are good all around. <laughs> wins are good. Wins are good. Yes, yes. Said by Jesus. Do you know, did you not read that? <laughs> All right. This is Press X Star Gamers Digest. Press X Star Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. And we hope you're hungry. That's what that's what it is. I was I didn't do it this time. I didn't do it this time. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hello, you, you. And YouTube. Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we'd greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. If you'd like to join our conversation, you can by joining our Discord at slash Discord. All right. Um, I think I nailed all the bits that we needed to nail before we start getting into these gaming news. So, Avery, what's happening in the wide, wide world of gaming? Uh, yeah, uh, our first big story is essentially the biggest story of the week. 
This is from The Verge. This is from Tom Warren. Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition blocked by UK regulators. Microsoft's $68.7 billion deal hits a major hurdle over cloud concerns. So, for the last several weeks, all analysts and financial people and corporate people have been saying, yeah, this deal's going through. Like, Microsoft has done all the work they need to do to appease regulators in various countries. They've made a bunch of deals with various cloud computing firms. Uh, they've also had it passed in, let's say, 60 to 75% of the world markets as a whole. The, however, the two biggest that things have been slow on are the U.S.'s FTC, who I believe has already had sued to block. Bl- moved to block with major concerns. Sued then, to block. So, yeah. And then the uh, CMA, which is a part of the sort of uh, UK regulatory mm-hmm. boards. Uh, after the fight back and forth over Call of Duty, and uh, pretty much the CMA was like, that's not a big concern. The console side. Yeah, it turns out their big concern was cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, uh, the, I guess, platform they're playing upon is that, hey, Xbox is the biggest name in cloud computing with xCloud. The and, yeah, the Azure service, yes, but for the most part, it's xCloud because that's what they're marketing as a part of their services because everyone, even PlayStation, uses Azure services. And they're like in this burgeoning market with no real competition, and they're the person who owns 70% of the market share, uh, having the $69 billion might of Activision on top of their own gaming offerings within the bundle of Game Pass is a no-go to them. Uh, Various cloud computing services have come out and said that they don't really give a shit about this uh, in regards to this blocking. Activision and Microsoft have come out and said they are going to fight this blocking, and we'll see from there. Uh, Yeah, that's the general gist of everything that's going on. (sighs) Um, It looks like they're looking forward towards where the industry will be going. I mean, eventually, I know you guys used to talk about cloud gaming and streaming and you know the technology wasn't there when y'all used to have these debates on the podcast what three four years ago but mm-hmm. at some point it will be a viable thing and them owning uh, you know owning however much of the market uh, i think avery said 70 percent at this point in time mm-hmm. yeah how much would this solidify their dominance in the area to basically quell any upstarts yeah, like yeah. It's, to to Sean's point, like at least in terms of the calculus that the CMA was using, they do believe their cloud market is still fairly nascent. And one thing that was clear once people started to digest the ruling of the CMA was Microsoft's deals were like 100% of revenue uh, for each one of these purchases. Now, Sony does have some activity in the cloud space. Um, I think their contract with Azure had expired and they moved to a different cloud platform. But yeah, I, I think the, the the CMA had clearly said that, you know, because this um, market is so novel, you having a IPS largest Call of Duty on your subscription service that is um, accessible via cloud does put you in a more advantageous position compared to competition either known or unknown, which is kind of the irrational portion of it, like the unknown competition, which is what they kind of leveraged on. It's not so much there is a uh, viable competitor to Xbox right now, but they're saying that this type of deal will impede the possibility for such competitor in terms of the deal and its viability i'm at like 45 55 right now 
But if the EU is ruling, which is incoming, which is European Commission, because in the past, the CMA was kind of a sub of the European Commission, but then Brexit occurred, to which the CMA handles all things UK. If the European Commission comes in and blocks it, I think this deal is pretty much dead. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. And that's going to be uh, May 22nd. Excuse me. Yeah. Microsoft was in the midst of like already celebrating, putting ads all over the UK and like, hey, we're going to have this done by July and have all this stuff through the next year. Uh, odds are, if they are serious about this appeal, they're going to be spending the next year mm-hmm. uh, more uh, litigating this, at, which is a, another big expense of money. I've talked about this in the past that this deal. If this does not go through, heads are going to roll at Microsoft because, like, you don't mm-hmm. spend that amount of money and then not succeed and not have some like pushback from up high. If if the deal does fail, it does constitute a three billion dollar breakup fee that Microsoft would have to foot. Yeah, and I and uh, because I'm of the mindset that Phil Spencer is really trying to move into that corporate place of eventually leading Microsoft as a whole, this is probably not a good look in terms of part of his resume. So I, I think he and the rest of the Xbox team are going to be gung-ho about uh, figuring out how to get this through. Uh, I'm going to keep consistent on my mindset that, like, this deal should not go through. And that while there is the argument of, like, regulatory bodies having picked the right avenue to attack this mm-hmm. deal for, I'm of the mindset that a deal of this size shouldn't go through regardless anyway. So whatever needs to happen... Uh, it needs to happen, and whatever happens, it needs to be consistent with this ruling going forward, if that makes sense. And uh, can I speak to the ontology to deal right quick in terms of its its importance to Microsoft? Mm-hmm. I think the deal was trying... I, I think the reason why they wanted this to happen was because of how short Halo Infinite was in terms of revenues. In order for Game Pass to succeed, or for it to be quote-unquote um, sustainable, it needs to have a consistent cash flow. And Halo wasn't going to do that. Halo is not doing that. So without this fault. deal, with and yes, that, that is correct. I mean, it is their fault, you know, like in terms of the stewardship of Halo, I mean, Forza Horizon, um, mm. you know, no pun intended, is running laps around it in terms of like a, a continued investment compared to it. Right. So this deal um, was to have some type of supplemental revenue stream for expanding game pass going forward you know feeding the beast quote unquote yeah yeah. one of my big problems with subscription services as a whole is that they beyond what i believe is a altering of the habits of the subscribers which i believe is a bad thing but we i'm not going to litigate that they also require a lot of content and a a, a furnace to throw cash in to burn that content like they need a constant stream of content a fuel and Mm -hmm. While Microsoft has been consistent about the success of Game Pass as a product without being transparent of what that success actually translates to, mm-hmm. moves like this really indicate to them that they need more content to fuel. And to Jordan's right. point about Halo being unable to uh, generate that, I believe the exact amount was like Halo generated in its entirety like $10 billion, while Call of Duty in its entirety has generated like. Uh, 38 billion in its lifetime mm-hmm. and like Halo, mm-hmm. I think is a longer lived uh, has been, but been, also Call of Duty is available on many platforms too yes. which can agglomerate yeah which is a big thing so yeah uh, there is an addendum to this story 
Uh, this is just worse from, uh, from Tom Ivan, VGC. Uh, Activision CEO expects accelerated UK appeals process after a rational Microsoft deal block. So yeah, the Activision people have been very much in the camp of fuck everyone who's, <laughs> made, who's blocked this. Uh, I believe there are there's a PR message that got sent out from Activision to pretty much every journalist saying that like, yo, we were prepared to just say fuck to the UK and just move out of there. Which, which is, is very invasive. Like the, is, the, the process is for them to make like, like I talked about this in a chat a few times, like them a crazy subsidiary to which is like a status quo in the UK and everything else around it. But yeah, no, it's they're, they're, they're acting like fools. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It, it's, it's a wild thing. Cause it's like, it's like, <laughs> like they're not even setting threats to the people they're setting threats to other people who are just going to tell the people after the fact so it's like no. it's, a, it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird thing but microsoft uh, but activision particularly if i'm following the logic of their pr lead this seems mm-hmm. very much in in uh lockstep with how they sort of operate so it's not here or there they're gonna keep fighting this because one of the things happened when this got blocked activision lost 10 percent of their like uh the market value on yeah. exchange so like they are very much in the mindset of we cannot afford to like put the foot around with this because like, if it, if it passes because like Microsoft's buying Activision like for thirty percent more of their value stock price so it's like it's like eighty or something it's like seventy now but if it were to go through their stock prices would valuate to a hundred dollars like that's their incentive for being so ravenous. I I just hate to see all the uh, tribalism. Console tribalism online. Boca, boca, chica, just, toca, boca, boca. Where, where people, you know, who are Xbox <laughs> fans want this to go through, but this is only going to benefit you in the short term. Yeah. You should be very wary when two of the biggest players in the industry space want to merge. They're spending $70 billion. What other company, not including video games, has ever merged or bought out a company for that amount? Sean, look mm-hmm. into my eyes. Get out of here. I don't care. <laughs> I want to my challenge. But no, I I, I get what you're saying, Sean. I I think even if Microsoft can't buy Activision, Mm -hmm. this definitely leaves the door open for like another company to come and try to buy Activision. Like Bobby Kotick has made it very clear that he wants to sell Activision. He will he wants to be done with this. So quit, nigga. (laughs) I'm of the mindset. I'm of the mindset that if another company wants to buy Activision. Mm-hmm. I let them buy Activision. If they have the seventy billion dollars to buy Activision, that's yeah. fine. That company shouldn't be Microsoft. It shouldn't Why? be the number. It shouldn't be like the number three company buying the number four company. I mean, well, like, like, so Tencent like, then? Because Ten- Tencent's like like top two. I'd rather them not either. I, I, embrace the group. I mean, and embrace the group's the other one. Well, like that, equally, yeah. I, I, like I said. My big thing with this corporate consolidation is that Activision has proven themselves over the last couple of years to be not worthy of like the stewardship of the content that they're putting out beyond the financial growth that they've uh, been able to establish. So that if this goes bad and that company has to fold, and that content has to spread to the uh, to the ether and be broken up. I, that's my that's my best case scenario for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. I, I can agree. Oh yeah. Okay. Moving so on. our next story. Okay is from Kotaku.com. This is from Alyssa, um, uh, I want to say Mercante. Uh, your first look at Armored Core 6 in action, a mech game by Elden Ring devs. Earlier in the week, we got a report from Video Game Insider about, uh, we got a release date for Armored Core, and then a couple days later, we got the full trailer, uh, and a, not No, a we got mi- a teaser first. We didn't get the release date until this trailer. Okay, but let me finish my drop. 
We got the oh. full trailer. Uh, we got the full trailer of a game, and then we got a release date sort of after the fact. Uh, and so they've shown off the game. It is very much in line with, I guess, what a classic Armored Core game looks like. Very fast-paced, very uh, very heavy. The big thing they showed off in the trailer is that there is some minor transformation stuff and like uh, heavy uh, Armored Core customization. This looks cool. <laughs> and Good. <laughs> I am excited for the Armored Core fans to be jumping into this. I'm still on the fence as a from software fan if I'm going to play this. Okay, so um, as a resident Armored Core fan who's been screaming from the uh, skyscraper since Lord knows how long, uh, this trailer how long was... Have you been asking um, for Armored Core? I, dude, I don't even, like... Because at one point, it was it was honestly a joke. And it only became, like, less of a joke. I think, like, last year when the, mm-hmm. the screenshots of it leaked. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, wait. They're, they're actually going to do this? Like, really? But, like, it was a great time watching this trailer. Because there's just so much, like, little things that I was picking out. Just like, oh, this is coming back. Oh, this is coming back. Like, Overboost is coming back. Yeah, I don't know what Overboost is. Overboost is, like... A way of charging your thrusters to like fly sure, a little faster. We don't care. <laughs> but like, like, but yeah, like all those little things that are dropping in this trailer, just like, oh my god, like this is going to be like the Armor Core game that a lot of people wanted. So it was really great to see that. Like, there was a couple of new things that um, was a part of this trailer. Uh, it seems to be they're taking their philosophy on different melee weapons from like their Souls based mm-hmm. games. And they're putting this into Armor Core, which is cool because Armor Core definitely needed that. So, like, you have, like, an energy whip kind of thing. You have, like, a... a that attack looks fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, I can't... I just can't wait. So, they're, they're just throwing a bunch of stuff. In the, and then there's one point where uh, the, the, the mech, like, mm-hmm. flew and used his feet as an attack. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's never been in Armor Core. Like, that's just a new thing. Like, I don't... That's dope. I can't wait to play I feel with like that. I've played an Armor Core before. Maybe a Mech Warrior. Whatever's on PS1. Yeah. And the the one thing that like I am I'm over the moon by this, but I'm trying to also be very cautious, not cautious. I, I'm trying to stay grounded because mm-hmm. Armor Core for as much as I love it, my critiques was very much so the mission structure and just like cuz a lot of it is just like go fight the thing, you shoot these things, there's a boss at the end, you fight the boss and you just keep it moving. So the hope is that that gets, you know, turned on the head because like, you know, we're, we're dealing with devs that put years of development making Souls based games. So, you know, we see in this trailer, there's a couple of like boss scenes and like the bosses look super huge. Like there's one boss that shoots like 80,000 missiles at you and you have to dodge them all. That's one thing I love about Armor Core is like the, the dodging and stuff. So great. Um. Overall, of course, as you can see, I am excited for this game. It comes out August 25th, I believe. So that's going to be my August game. And I said in the Discord, I'm going to try my best, but it's going to be real hard for me to be objective on this game, guys. So you're just going to have to... Expect to not hear from uh, DJ for quite a while. He's going to be mainlining this game with an IV drip of food. (laughs) Oh, one last thing before um, before we can jump. They talked, oh, so two things. Uh, there's going to be PvP online in this, which is, they, they've done that in, I think, from Armor Core 4, 4 and 5. So that's cool. I am going to be, I'm going to be on that. Um, 
the question is, is this going to usurp my time spent in Gundam Battle Operations 2? The answer is probably, okay? Like, uh, yeah, this is, yeah. Like, this is, especially with the online, like, if the online works and it's, it's, it's but fun. It, but it's not live service. No, it's not, but it's online. It doesn't need to be live service. It's just online. I'll, tsh, tsh, tsh. Avery, Avery, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need much. I don't need much, okay? If this game works, if there is um, whatever that net code is, the, the yeah. Street Fighter net code, whatever, like, if, if the net code's good, like, if the well, I mean, wasn't uh, the Elden Ring ever played any of the Souls games online? Well, yeah, I tried. I tried Elden Ring. That didn't go well at all. <laughs> I mean, the PvP, the PvP set parts of those games. Have you played any of those online? Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing with yeah. Okay, so that's how it's going. Uh, if, unless they're dramatically changing this, and we'll probably see this later. That's why I'm assuming they're going to play it. And so when I'm saying I don't think you're going to do that, it's because Gundam Battle of, of Operations is going to be a live service game. It's going to be constantly updated and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is a game where after the first year into the next, maybe the first DLC, if it's released them, that's all you're going to get. So you saying that this is the only game you're going to be playing going forward makes absolutely no sense to me. Well, in ter- I'm, I'm saying, will it usurp my time in Gundam? Because I'm also going to play Spider-Man. I'm going to be playing like the Spider-Man, Tears of the King. Yeah, I'll be playing other games, but I'm just talking about that like time that I spend in Gundam. Is it is this going to do something to that? Yeah, it just might. Gundam said you'll be back. Oh, they always come back. <laughs> but the, another, the last thing I want to say about this, what I thought was very interesting is that they were explaining how the loop kind of works when you are encountering enemies. Um, and they said that like you use a weapon to stun, then you boost in and you go for a melee attack. and like. That's the same formula as Gundam. So it was really interesting to, like, to listen to that and think like, I wonder if like a couple of the devs actually do play Gundam Battle Operations too. And they're just like, oh, this is actually a cool like system. And they're just kind of using that for this. Because normal armor core, like that wasn't really the actual flow. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, we'll see a lot sooner than I had imagined uh, before last week. So yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, what's next? Okay, so moving on from that, we have a story from Sissy Jing from Kotaku.com. Homophobes are review bombing Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Yikes. So this is a... Why was it put thing. after Armor Core? I don't understand. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, DJ. I didn't think you'd be going on for 20 minutes talking about Armor Core. <laughs> you also saw you the script. Adapt, Avery. You, you, also, the you, you also saw the script in advance. So you could have <laughs> said, mm, maybe I shouldn't put this on after this. I don't know. <laughs> hey, real quick, I'll be, I'll be honest. I definitely thought this was the um, the thing about like, oh yeah, there's gonna be a Horizon Three. Like we already knew there's gonna be a Horizon Three. I, I literally thought this was that. I, I did not see the last bit of this. Um, yeah. Okay, continue. Cool beans. So here is going to be minor spoilers for Horizon Forbidden West DLC, uh, Burning Short. So if you're listening this live, uh, maybe come back in a couple minutes. If you're listening this after the fact, maybe fast forward a couple minutes. Okay. So. Big reveal uh, is that the character of Aloy ends this game with ostensibly a girlfriend named Seika. A uh, big part of this game is you playing with the Seika character, and the two of them have a uh, rapport back and forth that sort of makes Aloy come out of her shell as a human being, not just a Sarah Connor clone woman. Uh, and that, that was me making a joke. I, I don't actually believe I, I think she's a real character, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, and the, the game ends with that choice. Uh, this was spoiled. Like the day before this DLC went out and mm-hmm. it was essentially used as a talking point that got 
certain parts of the Xbox community trending because they were making very, very, very bad faith arguments mm-hmm. about Xbox versus PlayStation, which I don't even want to litigate that, but it wasn't, it was a lot of fanboy bullshit. But because of this homophobia, uh, essentially all reviews for this DLC are getting bad scores with text as in bad because gay, uh, or, or I, I hate when games were woke and things like that without actually playing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this is uh, from BDC. Andy Robinson, Metacritic pledges stricter moderation after abusive Horizon Forbidden West review bombing. So Metacritic, after seeing this, has been like, okay, we have to deal with essentially our user review section and try to make it harder for people to review bomb games that haven't come out yet just because of content that they don't agree with that doesn't actually even impact the quality of the game itself how that is going to be implemented going forward i don't know here's hoping it helps more games be more diverse and open without having to suffer unnecessary blemishes to their actual quality yeah yeah this is just i mean it's not surprising because people are idiots so you know you just kind of have to deal with that but at the same time, it's just like, okay, guys, just, you know, just don't play the game. Like, what, what are you getting out of this for the fact that it's just hurting the user score? And I've never looked at a user score to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is something I should get or not. I've, al- so I've, always, like, felt, I've always felt that user scores were the dumbest part of any review metric system. Well, I understand yeah. that uh, it is a good aggregate of the audience's ideas. More often than not, most of that audience doesn't have the same breadth of knowledge access or skill of review than traditional reviews so most user reviews are just like it's a vibe i get a vibe with the two (laughs) (laughs) i can't tell you why it's a two it's just a vibe (laughs) i don't like that cover one out of two one out of five Mm. (laughs) like what the hell yeah yeah i think user reviews in a small vacuum make sense like user reviews amongst a small group of people, that makes sense. That's you gauging the vibe of everyone around you. That makes sense. But as a major aggregate, that's like, it's weird to me. Yeah. I'm only looking at user reviews if I'm buying food or I'm getting a service. Okay. That's it. Like, other than that, I don't, I don't need it. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh, now that we've moved past that and people just being terrible, hey, you, you're not terrible, we hope. What you can do is continue not being terrible by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, hit the notification bell. If you don't do these things, I'm not name calling, okay? I'm not, I'm not name calling, but what are you saying? Um, what you'd also do, and this will definitely not make you terrible. You can leave us a review by going to the podcast service you're using or Apple Podcasts because either way, they work for us. And leave us a review. It doesn't have to be five star, but again, just saying. So uh, yeah, you know, do that. Help us out. We appreciate it. All right. Let's get back to the show, Avery. Okay. So uh, this is something that's an addendum to a story we talked about last week and comes with another story that we're going to be talking about shortly afterwards. But here's a story from Kotaku. This is from Ethan Gotch. PS5 sales are unstoppable and Sony thinks it's just a start. So essentially we talked about last week the sort of absurd sales numbers that Sony saw last month where it's like, hey, we sold over 360% more year over year of the PS5 than we uh, did beforehand. And I believe the actual number was somewhere around 600,000 in a single month. Uh, Well, after all that fucking uh, tabulation, we get 
Sony announcing in a uh, earnings call, I guess, that, hey, the PS5 has sold 38 million units since launch. It is on track to surpass the PS4. And all reports are stating that it is not stopping anytime soon. And this is without having to release a refresh of the console, uh, an extra upgrade of the console. This is just the Mm. base two PS5s selling like hotcakes. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, when I when I first saw this or I first heard this, I was thinking like, what? Why why did it jump? Like, why did it jump so high? It's like out of nowhere, because like there wasn't really a big PS game to drop since Horizon, right? No, this is still my speculation, but I think a lot of people are just buying it in anticipation for Final Fantasy. That's a good point, as well as just having money available. Finally. Yeah, I I was I was just going to get at the like the fact that I think with covid and how mm-hmm. slim the supplies was for the ps5 like people just mm-hmm. kind of got accustomed to waiting for like a yeah. wide selection of games to play and like now that you have it like it's like okay well now it's time for me to get this console and like i guess a lot of people had that same mindset it, but I, the idea of waiting for final fantasy 16 like i i think that's that's actually probably more uh, more a part of that yeah i was gonna say it's just funny because a lot of people feel like there are no quote unquote next gen games worthy of purchasing a PS5 for because a lot of it you could still get on the PS4. Yeah. Minus I, uh, I, Ratchet and Clank Returnal. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I also forgot like Hogwarts Legacy. Like that was a crazy thing. So that's multi platform. Yeah. But like it's multi platform, but a lot of that stuff is on PlayStation 5. Because so, when I say multi platform, I'm saying that the person wait, if you're waiting for next gen, to buy mm-hmm. a PlayStation 5 for Hogwarts, a game you can play on any No, no, no. The PS4 and the Xbox One is coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have released Those yet. are announced. One th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So people think, just got it for the, the new console. Yeah. Probably got I the think, new console plus. Uh, unless I'm giving credit to uh, Sony for doing the marketing deal and conveying to people that it's a PS5 game when it's not. I'm on the mindset that if you're a person waiting for next gen for Hogwarts, the PlayStation 5 isn't necessarily what I would be waiting for, necessarily. I'm just saying, after looking at this for a while, I just think it's the breadth of games that Sony has put out over the last two, three years of the life cycle that has convinced people that, yeah, this is what I need to invest in. But yeah, not but necessarily a single game. I think both things can be true, though. Because like, there's a lot of like Harry Potter fans out there. But like, you, can, you can be like, oh my god, this game looks great, and it's like, alright, well, I can either get a PS5 or I can get an Xbox Series X. And you look at the games, and you're like, all right, well, there's actually more games on PS5 that I'm interested in versus like Game Pass. So that could lead people to get PS5 over Xbox or, you know, vice versa. But yeah, I, it, I'm, it, not, I'm not saying they're not mutually exclusive. I'm just saying one yeah. of them with data that we know in terms of what power exclusives have makes more sense to be the driving factor than just pinning everything at, oh, this, this had 600,000 in a month because of this one game more so they've had 600,000 in a month because of the marketing that Sony's put into their catalog over now with all these games coming forward. Plus there's that whole, Hey, we no longer have supply has met demand and demand was already insane. So now that the font has been untapped, it's just a flood. Okay. So this story goes in tandem with another story from Kotaku.com. This is from Ethan Gotch. Microsoft is struggling to sell Xboxes again. So both of these two companies have had major financial calls 
and we sort of revealed a lot of financial information about how they're doing. Uh, a, a weird anecdote about the PlayStation thing is that less people were buying PlayStation 5 games, but because they raised the price $10, they're actually making more money. So, Opa. Uh, well, I mean, they sat there and did the math. <laughs> wasn't wasn't is Sony expecting for profits to slip over the next quarter? I saw that story, too, running around. Uh, no. I don't necessarily remember seeing that story, but okay. I, I did leave, remember seeing anecdotally that the PlayStation 5 was like, hey, we're actually selling less units, but because of the $10 difference, we're actually making more money off of all the units. So there's mm-hmm. that. Uh, but yeah, in regards to the Xbox, I, I only bring that up because Xbox has reported, uh, they're still reporting profits as a whole in terms of this is the best year for Xbox year over year over year. But then when you break down those profits, I think they've only saw a 6% or so uh, increase in terms of like software and services. And then the most interesting and why this headline comes from is the fact that there is a, from a hardware standpoint, a 30 to 40% drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. Xbox is still in the midst of not giving us any actual information. So we can't really infer what the sales numbers of the Xbox series going forward is. But it is an interesting place to be the Xbox currently. I think there's a tug of war um, in terms of console supply on the Microsoft side because a lot of these devices are being used on xCloud or, you know, like you're, you're basically, when you use that xCloud service, you're using a Microsoft device, you know, in Idaho or Singapore or some whatever, whatever server farm they have to play said game. And I think, I, actually, I want to put the theory to test to see is the man being outstripped? I don't think the man's being outstripped. But I don't think there is a um, consorted amount of energy on Xbox's side to have the consoles more readily available for people to purchase. I think PlayStation has done more of an effort to have make sure consoles are more readily available. But Microsoft is like dealing with two uses of that hardware. There's one for the home itself with the actual device and other for streaming. So that could be an impact on these sales. Without seeing the strength of xCloud and its effect on their entire ecosystem, it's hard to really gauge if that is the It's thing. a hypothesis. Yeah, it's a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the other hypothesis is that as powerful as a marketing tool that Game Pass is, it has, for the most part, hit its, not plateau, but it's sort of like, uh, in Elden Ring, stats have a high cap and a low cap. The high cap is exponential. The low cap is incremental. It's an incremental thing where X- X- Game Pass is still going to keep growing because of its value, but it's no longer going to be growing at a, a colossal rate. That it, you yeah, there's, it. There are economic terms, and I know what you're saying, Avery. Yeah. It's like, the, like, it's like the, some the, type of curve. Because a big thing uh, that Paul Taffy from Forbes pointed out is that Xbox hasn't even told us the next milestone for Game Pass since they talked yeah. about its last milestone for Game Pass yeah, over a year already. ago, which mm-hmm. is indicating that it's sort of slowed down tremendously mm-hmm. in a way that in their current position, they don't want to announce in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at this and I'm, I'm not really surprised because mainly of two things. Like, I mean, the simplest answer is like, well, there's just no real big Xbox game to play right now. So mm-hmm. why would you spend the money now versus just waiting until something big comes like, a lot of people, you know, Redfall. So when Redfall comes out, maybe that, you know, affects the numbers. A lot, a lot, a lot, again, a lot of people in italics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, but like, I, I think this gets to the second thing. It's like, like, 
at the same time, uh, Microsoft isn't really marketing for people to buy the Xbox Series X. Yeah. More so to get Game Pass. So, every 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 game commercial I see on YouTube, YouTube TV, or internet it's always is Game like, Pass. It's, power to the players. Yeah. Hey, look, you got a tablet? Is that a stone tablet? Cool. Get Game Pass on there. Like it works. It, like. And that, you know, to me, that has an effect in terms of like, all right, well, if I don't have to spend money on a console, I can just play Game Pass with xCloud through my phone or, or my tablet. Yeah, I'm going to just do PS5 that. I and play Game Pass on my phone or tablet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the cannibalization of users of different platforms within the service itself is eating its own ass. What do you mean by that? It's there crazy. There you wow. go. It's like that snake. Well, yeah, right? but that, yeah, and that brings in the whole what are the current Game Pass numbers with that mm-hmm. as something that we know going forward, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the fact that they are not sharing that is also worrying because it's like, okay, well, if you're marketing for Game Pass, then that should be the thing and that you put forward. That, that, that. that right there is a symptom of, of not just Xbox, but Microsoft's mentality when it comes to things. Like they do like these crazy ass 10 year plans. To which, like, they're during the process of what's going through, they're yeah, very cagey about shit. You know, yeah, Microsoft is very oh. cagey about stuff. But you'll find out in 10 years, I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to be 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and that is our, yeah, that was our last story. Okay. Uh, well, before we wrap this little meal up, do a little uh, bow and, and, uh, you know, deliver it to you on sir, all. Sir, sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Let us talk about the games we have been playing. Uh, so as many of you know, a little game called Star Wars Jedi Survivor released and um, a good portion <laughs> of us is playing through this game. There has been some news about the game and its performance, <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Let's just get into it. Uh, Jordan, you as the uh, diehard, diehard Star Wars fan. Pain. A fan of pain. Fa- oh, no. How <laughs> <laughs> are you enjoying this game? Like, give us the give us the run. Uh, I mean, you know, this is uh, this is day two of this game being released or like day three, technically. Um, I get it. When it comes to performance issues, the more I played it, the more it became evident that, yeah, there was some cutting corners here. Um, there was a story earlier this week that was talking about how, you know, respond in their hierarchy was like, you know, we're 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 about success theory. You know what I mean? We're alphas out here. You know, we're not afraid to fail. I'm like, motherfucker. I have 18 seasons of Apex Legends, the last season being one where there was absolutely no sound where that's uh that's a worrying statement. So, yeah, no I mean, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I, I, I get it, but at the same time, we're buying your shit and we want it to work. And as yeah. I'm entering hour five, I want to put in because I've been kind of tired recently, but hour five, the more I play, the more weird bugs I get. Um, yeah. I am currently playing in quality mode, uh, which is 30 mm-hmm. frames. And yeah, yeah I can notice it. I pray for Redfall. you notice that shit but because like i I, I was thinking to myself you know when it comes to this uh, fps stuff it's like if you can hold it if you if you you hold a 30 if you hold a 60 and you hold a 120 the issues occur when there's dips 
when it goes from 30 to 20, when it goes from 60 to 50, 120 to 100, you feel that stutter. And because it's not a solid 30, I mean, I'm fine with being 30 if you can hold it. I don't feel like this is a solid 30 right here. You know, I'm I'm seeing dips here and there. Um, I do like that we are not doing the Metrovania type. I'm like, well, it is a Metrovania type thing, but in terms of them, the cow resetting his powers. So I just finished playing Fallen Order a couple weeks ago. All those powers that were added in that game, you start off with, so you have a little bit of fun. Enemies are getting more and more elaborate. I'm throwing more enemies at you, which is, you know, what he didn't do in the last game as much. Um, there is a fuck you enemy in the first four hours of it. I want to say fuck you enemy. It's like, yeah, you can try it, but fuck you. You're going to be here for a good two hours trying to beat this Which guy. Thing. He's talking about the rank one. Uh, no, no, I, I beat the rank core. There's another oh, one. Are you talking about the frog? Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm, I, yes. Okay. I, I, want, I, wanted, I wanted to. Like, it, I wanted, I wanted um, DJ to find out by himself of London right next to him. <laughs> if, oh. if you were here in our pre show, me and DJ had already discussed what you're talking about. Before. Okay, yeah. okay. Because I haven't gotten yeah. to, got to it already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Fuck, yeah. The, the, the son of that bastard of the first game is here. <laughs> and um, I was at the 20th attempt. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to talk to this motherfucker. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back later. Um, but, you know, oh, no. it's. It's hard because this game has a good amount of production, but not that much in terms of follow through. Like, you know, you, like you feel the bombasticness of playing this as if it was a movie. But the performance issues as I continue to play it have become more and more evident. And if they continue, could potentially sour my experience. I'm enjoying it right now. I love killing people in fun, awesome ways. Good job with the spammer at this time, guys. But um, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it happens when I finally beat it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I'll go. Um, I'm also playing this game. I am Jordan. So you're five hours. I'm probably maybe three between three and four hours in. Did you beat um, Ogobolo's Bastard Child yet? Ogobolo's Bastard Child. I don't even know what that. Oh, is. I mean, I, I go. I go. Bodo. What, what's his name, Avery? Ogobolo. You're, you're, you're talking about the frog. You talking about the frog? He hasn't gotten to it yet. Oh okay. no, I haven't. I haven't gotten to the frog yet. I uh I I've just opened up to the the forest array if that Oh okay well you, you decided yeah. to walk up you walked by him you walked by him Oh okay oh did yeah. I yeah, okay, I like, think I know where adventure you I think yeah, DJ yeah. has walked straight down the linear path of this game instead mm-hmm. of exploring its extremities Yes yeah, so to get into my experience I'm playing on PS5 I'm playing on performance mode so I'm I, I start the game at 60 and then you know we'll see what happens there basically so I've had a bunch of hitches and like stutters mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I really haven't had any game breaking bugs. Like I haven't had any crashes. Again, I'm only like three and a half hours in. Um, I've seen a lot of pop in. I've seen a lot of pop out. Um, I am having a good time with the game. I, I think this game came out at a good time for me where I kind of want this kind of like third person action adventure kind of thing. Um, I think the combat is it's better than um, Fallen Order. The combat is definitely better than Fallen Order. I do have my hiccups with it. I think the animation is because right the the way that the combat works is the engine prioritizes animation over your button presses. So if you do a, a attack and you go to roll, you have to wait for the attack to finish, mm-hmm. and then you can not roll. You can you you can't roll. You can dash. 
So that gets me in trouble a lot of times because I am doing an attack, but I might press square twice and then I want to roll. So I'm doing both attacks. And by the time I finish the second attack, I get hit with the enemy's attack because also the enemies have armor in a way where they will attack while you're hitting them. And it's kind of like, okay, one, I'm hitting you with a lightsaber. So what is that about? (laughs) Well, you talk about like, like that, that white bar under their health bar, and it's like they're... No, he's not talking about that. He's not talking about that. He's specifically talking about sort of the super armor, where the enemy will be in an animation and still follow through with the animation, even if you hit them during the animation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of the parrying in this game, but I think it doesn't... For me, it doesn't necessarily work how I would imagine a parry would work in terms of like... Again, you go to a parry attack and you parry one attack, but then they follow up with the second attack. And it's just like when you parry someone, you break their stance generally. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that's how that should work. And they should stop attacking for you to attack them. But it doesn't work like that in this game. So those are things that you just kind of have to consider while you're playing the game to be able to play the game, essentially. Um, in terms of them throwing a bunch of people at you, I would like it if I didn't have the issues that I just explained where you are trying to do an attack and like, for example, there is a droid all the way in the background that's shooting at you. You see the beam coming at you, but you can't block it because you are in the middle of an attack. So you Mm. end up getting like comboed by the, the things that are around you and it's just kind of frustrating. So overall, like I am enjoying my time in this game, but I am finding little things like that frustrating on top of the performance issues. And it's... It's really hard to I, I, I think like, you know, I need more time to play with this to unlock different perks to unlock like more of my tree to, you know, do different things. Uh, because I, I hear that once you progress through the game, like you get abilities and like it all feels good together. And I feel like even though we have um, what, what's his name? Cal, 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 Cal there you go. Even though we have Cal right now, he's still not he's he's. Complete from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 1, but he's not complete in this game. So he's to me, he feels a little lacking because like I can't do anything with a person that is like far away, like more than 20 feet away from me. Even the, the force pull doesn't I have my issues with that, too. But um, yeah, overall, I'm having an OK time with this game. I, I'm going to you know play it and get as far as I can before I rage quit. I don't think that will happen, although I haven't fought this frog. I got to. I gotta give the get the frog hands to see, or I guess I should say frog legs. I should get the frog legs to see mm. how it's gonna go. Yeah, let's ask the real questions. How <laughs> much time did you spend fucking with the controls? Funny enough, uh, about like ten minutes. About ten minutes. <laughs> not too much. Not too much. You know, I I I switched like my my blocking and my my L one and R one. I switched those because I, you know, it's me. It's me. You know, what I do. We know Avery. Yes. I am also playing this game. Uh, if anyone's paying attention to my previous time with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I thought that was a mid-game. I thought as a Souls game, it was not great. I thought as a Star Wars game, it was pretty good. I thought its ending was one of the most lackluster things for me personally that I've ever played in terms of, oh, cool. So this is how it ends? Okay. Uh, I thought navigating it around it was not great. And especially when I went, like, here's the thing. I know my true feelings for a game come out when I've platinumed it, when I've spent the time to sit there and see it a hundred percent. And it was one of those games I sat down to platinum. And I'm like, I hate this. This is just not fun. And that just okay. accentuated things about this. So I went into this game more or less being like, I'm at a neutral position. 
I started playing this game, and I'm like, okay, not enough about this game has dramatically changed based on this previous one. The animations in this game are still janky and hard to read. Uh, and as someone who plays a lot of Souls games, it's not fun to just like, to DJ's point about button presses and animations, be like, oh, if I double hit square for an attack in a Souls game, if I wanted to dodge before that second attack had gone through, I would just dodge it. And this, it's, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm locked into these weird animations that make Cal feel not fun to play. And then enemies' animations are also janky and weird and hard to parse as well. So sometimes the enemy will do a jump, but it's the same animation of them doing a, like, a full forward. And every enemy has, like, three unblockable attacks. It's, a, it's annoying. I'm not, I, I'm generally not having fun in terms of its combat. And then you add into, I was not one complaining about the linear nature of the game's levels. I was just complaining about the navigation of them. And they decided to make big open field areas for this mm. game. And it's immediately annoying. It's I mean, I'm not even, I'm not going to say it's not annoying. It's immediately what I did not want. I that's don't actually. I, 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 I wonder if that's going to translate to other planets too. I mean, like there's going to be a diversity here. Um, well, that's actually why I, I progressed the story because. I was like, okay, I need a mount. Like, I have the stable. Mm. I need a mount because, like, walking from A to B, or I guess jogging from A to B is just like, this is taking forever. Like, Cal is not a Olympic runner. Like, he's doing his best, but it's just like, it's I not need even, something with. Yeah. For me, it's not even better. the walking around. Like, I'm fine with the walking around. It's just the breadth of the area, I just think, is too much. And my big conceit problem with the last game's level design was that. You have to keep going back to the same location over and over and over again. And I just like, okay, we're back on Dathomir. Okay. <laughs> Here's the third time you've had to walk through this area to unlock this next area. And because they didn't have a good fast travel, it was just like, it just expanded upon that. What I wanted yeah. was, okay, take those classic level designs, make them smaller, and do 10 of them. Not four, 10 of them. And what mm. it looks like is, they're fundamentally going to keep the same level design philosophy in terms of the amount of levels, but they're just going to be big and expansive and things like that. And if you like that, whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. If you're going to say something else, Avery? You continue. Okay. There's one last nitpick that like completely frustrated me, and I, I, I still don't necessarily know how it works. How do you use the beacons in the map? Have either of you tried to use the beacons in the map? Are you talking about the, the meditation points? Waypoints? No, no, no. So, like, put like a way marker. Oh, oh, you mean like with the goggles? You can only look at them in your BD mode. Yeah, literally looking okay. at BD. Okay. So you have like, to hit down on the control. You have to hold down the controller, open up the BD mode, and then you'll see all the beacons that you put on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you you can remove them. You can remove beacons in the map in the map menu. But it, yeah, I don't think you can add beacons in the map menu, which is kind of yeah. And then on top of you that, can, like you can't, you can't add beacons in the map menu. Map you menu. can. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. That because that that's what I was doing. But like the fact that it doesn't just show on your map, like. Yeah, that's fucking for stupid. Me, you gotta look at yeah, BB to find me, it. I feel like, yeah. like there's, you a, should, there's you a button be press. To, there's a button press that interrupts you interacting with the game's map in any navigation. Yeah, and like I feel like even when I was trying to put down markers with um, BD, I was putting down markers, but it wasn't putting it in the thing that I was looking at. It was putting like right in front of me. And mm. like I, I stopped. I was like, wait. And I looked at the map and it had like three markers on me. And I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, BD, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's 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 one of those things where, like, I think uh, I, someone said it. I don't know who said it, but like, 
this game needed another like three months in the oven before it came out. Like there was no reason that it it should have came out in the state that it did. Like, I mean, really and truly, this could have came out after Breath of the Wild and been fine. This is a Star Wars game. People are going to buy this regardless. Like there was no reason for this to be rushed out. The theory from Stella from IGN was, you know, like they had cuts to their QA team. And it's like, you know, were these QA well, what's feedback being provided to the developers to like as far as I'm aware of when those cuts happened, this game would have been already under like on this path to its release date. This mm-hmm. is not like QA team like, oh, we lost our QA team a year, a year before it was release date. This was like, I think they lost their QA team like two months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of in the, that the production the process. The, like, yeah, the, like the day one patch or something like that. If it was two months ago. But like when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about the uh, QA process as far as I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that they would be identifying small individual bugs and not more gameplay issues that I'm having with that mm-hmm. with that game. Oh, well, that you're having. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, to add something, uh, I'm playing this in quality mode as well. As of yet, I have seen no problems with this game. I'm totally fine. Oh, no, I've, uh, I'm also a person who doesn't give a shit about frame frame drops or anything like that. As yeah. long as it doesn't drop from 30 to 10, I'm fine. So like, I'm playing this a game, I, I guess, 30 frames per second and totally fine with this as a gameplay yeah. experience. Uh, this is one of those games where, from a story standpoint, I'm not like fiending for what's the next stop in this story. So it's not mm-hmm. even like grabbing me there. So this is probably a game that if I just get bored, I'm just probably going to quietly drop off of and not really talk about mm-hmm. going forward. It depends on I'm going to give it a couple more nights in terms of like sitting down to play it. And if it doesn't grab me in the next couple of nights, I'm probably just going to put it on my back burner and find mm-hmm. something else to play. Man, you you have something else to play. Fucking Zelda's coming out. You know, like there's a lot of I mean, like this. I mean, well, Red, Redfall is in a pretty precarious state right now. Sandwich between Survivor and um zelda. zelda but there's a lot of compo right now and you know as a star wars fiend you know i'm like oh fucking high republic oh fucking new order da, 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 da. but at the same time you know this more star wars bullshit i told you how pissed off i am about the time travel knots that's going on in that fucking universe and i'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to touch on it I, I i see i see the symbols they're gonna touch on time travel, and I'm gonna be fucking. Oh, mad. in this game, right? I'm. I, I, that's that. That's the big play from Star Wars okay. right now. Fucking yeah. time travel okay. is annoying. It's in all the books. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I've been. I've been adamant that my two least favorite uh, storytelling yeah. devices are time travel and yeah. multiversal travel. So yeah. if, yeah. if it pulls this shit without actually <laughs> doing the work to make it matter, I will be pissed. Yeah. No, you yeah. should be. Is 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 dumb. Yeah. Like this is so, Star. This is not Star Trek. Before we before we end this, I will I like to say that like even though I am sounding negative on the game, I am coming at it from of like I wish this stuff was better. Like overall, mm-hmm. I am having a good time playing this game. Like I got far, I guess I hear quote unquote far enough into the story where I'm just like, okay, you know what? I want to see what happens next. Like the the start of it was really cool. The uh the kind of like heisting that you're doing, like it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um I just want to say, like, RIP goes Bravo. Way too long for like a yeah. for a prologue. Goes on way too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was long. I was like, yo, where's where's the title screen? What the fuck? But RIP <laughs> Bravo for doing all that he could with a shape up like that. 
my man hair look like default number two. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the character uh, model is game or bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, they didn't, yeah. like, that was one of my complaints in the last game that, like, every character who wasn't Cal Kestis and, and Meereen looked weird. And this game, especially with the NPCs, is if I look to you and, like, oh, you're just, you're like an, un- <laughs> you're like an unreal cop you're from the unreal store copy and paste. It's like, yes, yeah. like, no, Avery, no, there, you're there's... absolutely right with that. There, there's there's like, many instances to which I'm going. This person's giving NPC right now. They're giving it, like especially it, unless it's like a Star Wars <laughs> alien, like a Twilight or something. Like they just yeah. even then the Twilights just look like humans with tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I will say it's worse for me in particular because I'm coming from Horizon into mm-hmm. this, yeah. and it's just like I can I can I can literally see the triangles on your face, my guy. <laughs> what is happening <laughs> so yeah so yeah uh you know we we will we will have more on star wars jedi survivor um some of us maybe not all of us you know depending on how it goes so that's it that that's the, it the moment the, uh... the moment someone says the world between worlds uninstall <laughs> the moment is uttered <laughs> I'm getting totally, the fuck out. I totally forgot about <laughs> Rebels time travel bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and, and look, look at look at the Ahsoka fucking um you know picture art or whatever. It's just, yes, World Between Worlds time travel. All the yeah, I don't let's stop. It's gonna be exciting, guys. It's gonna be exciting. I hope <laughs> I, I hope you I, all have I, your seatbelts ready. I hope need to keep an eye around. on my blood pressure. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit pisses me off. <laughs> okay um sean you, you got anything you want to say before we end this y'all some nerds mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what that's consistent with sean sean has been in the dmz like knee knee waist and uh i've been like, in the trenches niggas <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we have to do that tonight because i need a break uh, from star wars wanting problems always <laughs> <laughs> all right well, this has been an episode of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to stretch. Stretch is important. Also, rate and review us on your favorite podcast services because we need those reviews. Like this video. Subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell because we need that like and that subscription because it makes us, it makes us feel good. It's like a little tickle on our belly. Tickle on our belly, you know? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you know, you can join Discord if you want. You should. It's a great time. Uh, you go to pressxnumber2stars.com slash Discord, and I'll take you there. Uh, other than that, you know, you be safe, play games, wash your hands, eat, drink water, especially if you are dealing with high blood pressure. That's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just be real. <laughs>